if you're speaking to the sports fan listens to our show, those are the people that are going to the They're, games, that do care. It's embarrassing. Who would you replace and him with? That's over my pay grade. Well, okay. so is firing him, but you didn't no, have no, any wait hesitation a minute, wait with a that. Steve carries himself with a lot of dignity, truth. Thank you for everything. He doesn't take days off. He's one of those guys that he's out there every game. There's a new type of broom out. It's sweeping the nation. <laughs> are you Googling this? Protect our radio talent. You two are ridiculous. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Pauly Sebelia. I'm Stephen Fonte as we welcome you into a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. If you're watching us on QSportsTalk.com, got a special visitor in the studio today. Indy's here. Indy is here. We also got uh, people from Duncan coming. That's why Indy's here because she loves... Snack and bacon. Trying to hook my dog up with some free food. We talked some bacon fest uh, on Bridge Street today. Uh, the samples they provided us, very good. Very good. Um, everybody loves bacon, right? Yeah. It's like me. The snack and bacon, right? Everybody the snack and bacon's me. good. Um, all right. So we have only uh, one guest lined up for you today. It's a good one. We mentioned yesterday on the show, Joe Lenardi had his new uh, bracketology released yesterday and he's got Syracuse checking in number 69 the first team out of the field of 68 uh we want to know what changed so we're gonna ask Joe Lenardi today on the show he'll join us uh we're planning on one o'clock with Joe Lenardi but other than that phone lines open we want to hear from you at 315-437-7644 I do believe at 12 30 we have another guest we have uh someone from Bacon Fest and Duncan ah yes you are correct you are correct I, you heard me just ask Jordan as he left. I said, we just have one guest today? And he said, yes. Yeah. So you heard me. Yes. You're, you're my witness on that. You can vouch for me. But you're right. We've got, uh, coming up at 1230, we've got somebody from Duncan here uh, to talk about Bacon Fest. Uh, but we begin with some, some big SU basketball news, and that is uh, the news that we, I think we're all expecting, um, but you never know until it's officially official. And last night, Kadir Copeland made it officially official. He has picked Syracuse, becoming the third player from that class of 2022 to sign on with the Orange, or at least verbally commit to the Orange. They can't recruit at this university, Steve. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we can do to improve it, but something's got to change. Yeah, um, I know you're saying that tug in cheek. It, it's kind this of this class is coming together. Yeah, and it's kind of it's not coincidental actually that it's happening at the time when. Everything's finally cleared. Yeah, you know from. There's from no doubt the, the, the sanctions. The sanctions and, had quite a big. I don't think people impact on the program. It affected coaches' travel. Right. It affected the amount of players they could get. It was a hindrance, and they somehow still got to Sweet Sixteens with the the recruits that everybody complained about, and now they're getting the big ones. Now they've got Kamari Lance, they've got Justin Taylor, and then last night they added their point guard in Kadir Copeland, 6'6", uh, point guard out of uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. He's going to be playing his, his senior year down at IMG. He made the announcement. It's you know it's 2021. He made his announcement Was on social four, media. Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> My favorite point guard. What's going on, Coach? What's going on? Not much. I just wanted to really call you, just give you good news, just letting you know um, August 10th I will be committing to the Qs. Coach, I didn't want to hold it off with you too long. Yeah, well, I'm really happy. I- Go on! Family? I'm family, for sure. Group, baby? Yes. 
So that was part of the uh, the Instagram announcement last night. He recorded um, his phone call with Coach Beheim, obviously, as you heard, uh, informing Coach that he was coming here. Uh, and then there was Jerry McNamara, you heard, uh, on the back end as well, saying, oh, are you family now? And um, there you go. Kadir Copeland joining the Syracuse basketball I always family. wondered if they made the call first or if they just did the video first. In this, in this case, it was... And he said August 10th, so obviously that was... Uh, he told them ahead of time, yes. and then they had to produce the whole video. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, really, really cool uh, way that they... You know, kids are getting so creative these days. You know, back in our day, Paulie, it used to be just put the three hats in front of you and, uh, you know, pick yeah. the hat off the I table. I always thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Nerland's Noel carved it into the back of his head. He shaved UK into the back of his head. Um, that's how he announced. But uh, in any event, um, I, I think we all kind of expected this. We know that they were really after three guards in particular, Chance Westry, Kadir Copeland, J.J. Starling. Uh, Westry seems like a long shot. Starling is is up in the air, and we'll have to see how this impacts his recruitment, if at all. Uh, but they they went and they, they got Kadir Copeland. They have that point guard position uh, locked up now, and they're, they're going to continue to chase chase J.J. Starling, and maybe they end up with two guards. And, you know, Kadir plays off the ball, and, you know, J.J. plays with the ball in his hands. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, but this was, this was an important get for Syracuse yeah. basketball. It, it, it's The future looks bright, you know, and typical Syracuse fans in, in QSportsTalk.com are already – They'll all transfer in two years for lack of playing time, or we're going to hear about uh, sanctions till 2038. No, you're not. The sanctions are gone, and now look what's happening. It just literally took that to happen. I just don't think people grasp what the effect was on it. You know? Yeah. The lack of travel alone... Right, how how many coaches could be on the road for yeah. how long they could be on the road? You mentioned the number of scholarships, certainly, um, and now they're on the other side of it. And uh, you know this this class, we've been pointing to this twenty twenty two class for quite some time. How important it was for for this coaching staff and for the program, and they're off to a great start. Yeah. I mean, they've got you know two it's wing players, and yeah, two wing players, and and now they've got a point guard, and they're, they're still chasing some other great talent. And now uh, I won't class. be happy with getting to the Sweet Sixteen and being on the bubble. I won't be anymore. When those guys are in uniform and you've got three, what, top 100, top 50 yeah, recruits? top 100. I mean, uh, Copeland, I saw one ranking, had him 85th yesterday. Um, but, I mean, he's certainly a top 100 guy. Kamari yeah. Lands is the highest of the of the three, but, I mean, all three of them are, are very good players. Yeah. You know what? And I'm starting to think that my uh, the honeymoon's over with Polly once those guys start lacing up their shoes. So, not, so one more season on the bubble? Yeah, yeah the bubble's then, not going to be fun anymore. We don't. We, we, we got to be better than the bubble when right. we've got that kind of all talent. Right. You're changing your tune. Yeah, now. yeah. I mean, it's it is big news and uh, and good for for Syracuse basketball for landing Kadir Copeland. So we, we could certainly talk about that. Three one five four three seven. I don't think they're seventy six forty four. They're not done. They they're certainly not. I mean, we've had several recruiting analysts on. They believe. Syracuse is is hoping to land five or six guys in this class. They've got three right now, three really good ones. Um, they're hoping for that class to have five or six players in it, and um, so they're they're halfway there or more than halfway there. They'll continue to chase Starling. He said he wanted to decide in in the fall. Um, I'm really curious to see how this impacts his decision. We had Mike McAllister on yesterday, who said Starling recently uh, took a visit out to Stanford. Um, he has always, it sounds like, really wanted to go to North Carolina. Um, you know, how heavily does Duke get involved? Those are some things we need to keep our eye on with J.J. Stallings' recruitment. Um, can these two guys coexist in the same backcourt? 
The analysts say yes. Yeah. Um, I know some fans would say no after you know watching the what happened with Kadari Richmond this year, but um, you know we'll we'll see if they can convince JJ to come here or not. And and I think that's the next big name certainly on the radar. He said he's going to announce sometime uh, in the fall. So again, that's a piece of information we wanted to start the show with. The other piece of information that we wanted to start the show with uh, here in this first segment, uh, long overdue, Paulie. Uh, but Syracuse University has decided. Uh, and made the announcement this morning that they will be honoring uh, three former women athletes by retiring their jerseys at some point during the upcoming academic year. That list includes Felicia Leggett-Jack, who has certainly been in the news lately with the, the yeah, opening I with want the, the, job. the women's basketball program. Uh, Anna Goodale, who is a, a star rower. Rowing you. And uh, Katie Rowan-Thompson, uh, of course, uh, a legendary lacrosse player to come through uh, Syracuse University. And then Gary Gate will be the fourth player, former player, to have his jersey retired uh, this upcoming academic year. Those were the four that were announced today. But long overdue, Paulie, that uh, that we're going to get some females uh, finally, their jerseys going yeah, up in the rafters. it is great. It's way overdue, and it doesn't feel forced at all. I mean, they, it, they've been saying for a couple of years, They well, going back to, to last year, the thought was, well, they would have done it in 2020 if not for the pandemic, right? Um, and now, you know, they wanted fans in seats when they honor these athletes, yeah. and so the excuses were off the table, right? I mean, they yeah. they had to get around to doing it, um, and they are, and you know, the the women's lacrosse program, yeah, you could probably throw a few up there. I wouldn't hold your breath that basketball is going to be like a, I wouldn't make that like a. Priority. It's not like a rich tradition. There's a few that you could do. Felicia Leggett deserves it. I mean, Brittany yeah. Sykes. I think. Yeah. But give it, let's do it in order. Yeah. Let's get. Let's catch well, you, up. You mentioned that. Why? Why does that matter? Why, why does that matter? Ma- why does that matter? Because you, you gotta honor the people in order. You can't just like just start doing it willy nilly. Can't bounce around. Why not? Yeah. Why? Because. You've got to make up for the lost time. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just the, the, you're you're, you're adamant Leggett, about that. Jack is not. You know she's old enough to coach the team now. Yes, they they've got to make do it in order. It just makes more sense. It's common sense to retire jerseys in order and not bounce all over the place. Because then you're wondering, are they ever going to retire this guy's jersey or not? You know. So if you're bypassed, you're you're bypassed. Yeah, but it makes you wonder, right? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't really mind if they bounce around a little bit, but I, I do think that there's something to be said for doing it. In Get order. the original um, retiring jerseys that should have happened done with. I, I do think it's interesting that they're honoring Felicia Leggett Jack this year, and and again maybe maybe it's just a coincidence, but maybe not. Maybe it's helping to push the storyline of you know that what what may be coming up here. You know, well if it was gonna if they are gonna hire her and do it, do it now. Well, it sounds like they're they're not going to do it this yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I mean, I'm that saying. Was, I mean, it should have happened if it was going to. But this, you know, this could be the next step toward making that happen. That, well, you know, her jersey's in the rafters now. She's coming back to coach the team. So it might just be a coincidence. I mean, maybe this was the plan all along. Maybe this was the plan two years ago, prior but to the pandemic. But do you agree with me that they, like, if you're going to hire out of the university, I think that would have been the better option to do, right? If you, I mean, if I, she was I would a love- legitimate. I'd love Option. to. I'd love to talk to John Wildhack about a lot of things, um, but you know that would be on the list. It might be far down the list, but that would be on the list. Why not go after a coach now? Now it could be to you know maybe they thought that was the best way to keep the team intact. Yeah, you know to to have somebody from the staff and um, 
you know, Von Ree's well liked, and and so you know maybe that was the thinking was there had to be a transition year because it happened so late in the game um, that they wanted to keep some continuity in place with the staff to lead them through one more season, and then you bring in the replacement. I mean, that could very well be, um, but I would I would love to know the reasoning behind that. Maybe that's what the reason is, but. Uh, I think there is a very strong possibility, especially with today's announcement. I think there's a very strong possibility that she's the next long-term head coach um, here at Syracuse University, and that the you know Von Reed gets him through this next year, and then you know Felicia Leggett Jack comes in next year. I think All there's right. a strong possibility of that happening. All right, I I don't know. I, I tend to think that you could have kept maybe one person off the staff and brought a whole new. Would have been a better look. That's just my opinion. Yeah, that, well, situation. that's what I said. That's why I would, I, we don't know the inner workings right now. We don't know what's going on behind yeah, the scenes. We, we don't, don't know, know what the players said. Well, right, the players that's what I'm saying. Said, hey, I'm out. Right. If if, if you right. Know, so if you change the coach on me, I'm leaving. You me know? as a fan, like the public uh, relations person, I am. I I would have done it. Person of the people, definitely. Yes, but I I do not know. I am not at practice, as I would say to a, a listener, to know all the inner workings of what's going on. That's fair. But from a from a fan's eyes, I would have done it different. All right. Let's take a time out here. Phone lines are open. 315-437-7644. We are going to talk Bacon Fest coming up at 1230. We've got Joe Lenardi from ESPN set to join unreal. us around 1 o'clock. What's unreal? We're talking basketball. We're talking bracketology August 11th. I love we are. It. Joe Lenardi is a genius. <laughs> take our first time out. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. All right, Stephen Fonte, Paulie Sibilia, back with you here on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. As we switch gears, we talk some SU football now, and uh, and your comments from earlier in the week, Paulie, uh, have uh, have made their way to uh, to another show. Yeah, it's, it's resonating, as they would say. I believe that's what You're that word means. You're creating a buzz. Yes, getting hype. I'm trying to get some buzz about Syracuse football. We've got two guys that play quarterback. Cool. Our running backs are good. Was, way to sell it. That's Coach P. That was your way, Coach way P. Way to vote. sell it, everybody. <laughs> we we won one game last year, but we can't even like get everybody hyped. That hey, you know what? We're going to win six this year. We're going to win five, two. We're going to double our win total. Do something. Get me excited. All right. So Brent Axe picked up on this, right? He yeah. picked up, and he uh, misinterpreted it too. If it's related to what I was saying. All right. So Dino Babers addressed the media yesterday, and. The, the comment we're talking about is when you brought up, you know, you should be able to give Ohio the playbook. Yes. And, and still be able to beat them. Yes. And so let's let's hear from Dino yesterday and then get Brent's thoughts on it. Says. I think the biggest thing at Syracuse is, again, I'm answering your question, is not to do what people think you're going to do. That's a huge advantage for people to prepare one way and then you do something else. And if they can figure out what something else is based off of this media conversation, then God bless them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we'll see if that's executed. I'm not entirely encouraged by some things I saw last year, and I understand that Dino is the offensive coordinator. I understand that Sterling Gilbert has the title as offensive coordinator, but Dino's the offensive coordinator. And I understand there was a certain amount of injuries and some things that happened last year that couldn't allow you to do this, but hallelujah, 
That's what Syracuse football has to be. Look, there are certain programs out there. Nick Saban can hand you the playbook. Here it is. Try and stop us, right? Clemson can hand you the game plan. Here's what we're going to do on third and five situations. The following five plays, try and stop us, right? Certain teams can flex, and even if you know what's coming, you cannot stop it, right? Vince Lombardi ran the same playbook for years. A seal here and a seal here, and you go up the alley. Syracuse football cannot do that. Now, look, football is football. You are not going to reinvent the wheel. There's only so much trickery and magic and pulling the wool over the eyes that you can do. But there's enough where you can come into a game, and I hope on September 4th that somewhere early in the game, in the first half, I and you and everybody else watching is saying, tweeting, or whatever format it is, something along the lines of, what the hell is this? And it's a good thing. I agree with Brent. And I agree with Coach, you got to do things different. I am not comparing Syracuse football to Alabama, though. I think Jordan and them misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not saying Syracuse should be able to hand their playbook to any team and beat them. I'm saying Syracuse should be able to hand Ohio their playbook and beat them. Albany should be... You know what I'm saying? Yes, Steve? I do know what you're saying, and and we talked about and this if yesterday. That's expect, if that's expecting too much out of Syracuse, for me or to La Vegas or anybody to not worry about Ohio as a Syracuse football program, then maybe I'm setting the the expectations too high. So Albany's one thing. Um, we talked about this on the show yesterday, though, and while we would all like to think. That Syracuse can't handle it, Ohio the playbook and beat them. This that is, is sad, not the reality. Yeah, right no, now. no, and that's a sad, sad statement. Yeah, about the state of Syracuse football. Okay, but it's been like this. It's been like this for a while. Yeah, with the exception of one year, right? We yeah, and that's the problem. I think is we all fell for it. We all thought we were past it, right? And even, even if they had had a bad year last year, a bad year, not a terrible year. You'd still expect to go out and thump Ohio. They're coming off a one in ten season, and, and I think that maybe, just maybe, that this program, if it did suffer from injuries last year, from COVID, you know, we've got a better offensive line. I don't think it's asking too much to go out and stomp a MAC team. Well, again, it's it's not asking too much. It, it in. In a normal year, um, but, but this, it's a next. It's the next year. We're out of we're out of excuses. It's the next year. That's we've fair. got a new offensive line. We got great. We got great experience at the running back position. We've got two highly recruited quarterbacks. Our skill positions, according to everybody that we've asked, are great. The defense is great. We should thump Ohio. Great. We're we saying it's great. Improved. They they should thump Ohio. Okay. And maybe they will. And they should be 4-0. There's no excuse for not being 4-0. And maybe they will. But I think you want the coaches and the players to come out and make promises and guarantees. And I'm not saying guarantee. Just act like you're good. What do they gain from that, though? 
Like, what do they gain from? Have some confidence in the product you're selling. Okay. You're selling a product, believe it or not. The coach is selling a... I don't care what the players say. The coach is selling a product to fill seats. Yeah, and, and this is where we, we disagree. I, I'm on board with everything you're saying. Where we disagree is that I don't think it matters. In terms of selling the product, if he came out and said... You know, we're really good. Watch out for us. It, it, don't you think it's just, I mean, this fan base has been so beaten down. I think it just kind of falls on deaf ears. I well, think it's just kind of like, you know what? We've heard it before, coach. Like, show us. Like, go out and, and beat Ohio by three touchdowns, and then maybe I'll believe you. But right now, I don't believe you. So, you're right. He is selling a product. Ohio is a golden opportunity. Go out and stomp them. Sure. But but saying you're going to, or t- like, I don't think that's going to impact the fan base one way or the other. I think the fan base is just kind of like, okay, you know, wake me up when they're good again, right? And him saying it a month before the season starts, I don't think is going to get the fan base energized. I This is where I'm at. I don't think it's saying we're going to be good again, even to say that we should beat Ohio. We should beat Albany. We should beat Rutgers. That makes you average. <laughs> It's all I'm asking, right? And then you go in and win two conference games. Is that asking too much? I don't know. I haven't. I seen would the be team a happy yet. camper with five or no six. With 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 six. Okay, five's not acceptable anymore. You're coming off a one in ten season. You know, I think Dino Babers is the coach that's, that can win a ton of games. I want him to be the guy. He's already proven he can do it. Do it again. Yeah, and that's why I don't think it matters what he says. I don't want Maction in the Dome. I want ACC caliber football in the Dome. Okay, and I don't think that's too much to ask. But I, I, saying you're going to do it, I don't think that matters. I think you just you go, you whether or not they do it, that's what matters. Ultimately, how many wins do they have this year? That's what matters. Ohio, and I, I think playing on the road against Ohio is a golden opportunity to re, to build up some some good uh, some good vibes for the fan base. But they got to do it. Yeah. Okay. I, and I'm with you on that. They they got to go out and they got to win this game. And um and and I think I think win it handily. If you want if you want to get the fan base excited. You do have to go out and stop them. Are they capable of that? I don't know. Does five wins save Baber's job? Yes. Is five acceptable to me as a, a Syracuse fan? No, no, it's not. You, you gotta, you gotta be higher. Can't you know? And not all five win seasons are created equally as well. I mean, let's see how it. Yeah, plays if they're out. if they've got one conference win, that's not great. Let's see how it plays out. But yeah, I tend to agree with you. Five wins, he's still here. I mean. Six wins would would feel yeah it'd be great yeah six wins but I again I don't know I don't know if they're able to do it this if they year. get six wins I'll be like Pearl running after he hit the half guard <laughs> shot Woo. straight into the locker room happy as a clam all right let's go to the phone lines at three one five four three seven seventy six forty four Daryl in Rome kicking us off on the show today hey Daryl good afternoon sir how are you good how about yourself hey fine great great show you got hey, I got a quick question for you about SU football yeah. Uh, I'll take your answer off here if I could, please. If uh, Mr. Babers wins four or five games this year, is his job on the line? Is he on the hot seat or is he going to get a pass? He's already on the hot seat. Uh, okay. I think five wins saves him. I, really? It would be a hard sell at four because the guess is that the four wins would be against non-ACC teams. Uh-huh. And, and I, I do think, and I appreciate you checking in, Daryl. I do think some of it, too, Paulie, depends on 
are they competitive? Like, are they, you know... Would you accept four wins if it's the last four games of the season that they've completely maybe turned a corner, but they've lost to Liberty? You're not losing to Albany. Better not lose to Albany. (laughs) Yeah, right? So, um, I think some of it, too, depends on how how competitive they are. Like, in ACC play, are they losing by, you know, four touchdowns every week, or are they they competitive? They were Um, competitive last year in games. I don't know. I last year it felt like every week was just the same thing over and over again. Like you, you knew the outcome before the game was played. Um, if that's the case, like I, I think you need to be in contention for a bowl game. You know, you say four wins, that would theoretically have you in contention for a bowl game, like right up until the very end. You know, it, or is the season going to feel over halfway through? You would accept I think close that, losses, by the way. If they went four games, but they were them. they were in there. No, that, no, that no, everybody no, gets a trophy. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I think some of it, you know, you talk about did the players quit on the coach? Like I think that matters. Like at the end of the season, I don't think they'll ever. Like, I love Dino Babers as head coach. Like I don't think the players will ever quit on. But him. you you understand my point? Yes. though. I'm not saying competitive losses are acceptable. I'm saying it, you're asking a hypothetical. Will four wins save a season? saying is I think some of it depends on you know where who did those four wins come against did you win the first four and then lose all the rest did they give up with three games left or are they competitive through I think that does matter um, that you're not you know you're not getting blown out and that you're competing and you're in the games that matters for something um, not necessarily to the fans but I think to the to the AD and the decision makers I think it matters I I kind of hope that in what I'm saying is the mentality of the football program that wasn't acceptable. That you know we're going to win six games this year. You know this is how we're doing. I hope that's the mentality, and, and I do have faith that Dino Babers is the guy to do it. He, he won ten games. He he beat he beat the number one team with a terrible roster that wasn't even his own. He can do it, and maybe that's why I'm being hard on him. And again, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. What's being said behind the yeah. scenes? What you know? Yeah. The fact that he didn't put a number on it publicly, I don't. I don't care about that. I really don't. I, I don't want a number. I want wins. Like just say it's going to be much better. It's going to be a greater product this year. I do think if you asked him that question again about what defines success, I do think he would have a different answer. I think he, I think he had a poor choice of words when he said it. Um, in any event, let's get another phone call in here at three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Brendan and Manly is up next on the show. Hey, Brendan. Hey guys, how are we doing today? Good. How Good. about yourself? Good. Um, Paulie, all due respect, I think you're out in left field with what you're saying. I don't think that this program, forget about last year, like what Steve said, for the past, better part of the past 15 years, we are absolutely not in a position to say we should beat Ohio. As pathetic as that sounds, as a lifelong Syracuse football fan, we are simply not in a position to say that. I, that, that. I agree with you 100%, and that's my point. You should be able to say as an ACC football team that you can beat Ohio. You can say who your quarterback is and all your that that's my point. That's the biggest problem with what is going on with Syracuse football is that they can't say that they can beat Ohio. Yeah, I mean, Alton, Albany, as far as I see it, there's they should beat Albany. I think we all agree about that. Everybody else on the schedule is a can be, other than maybe one or two teams. But I, I just think that sometimes as fans, and I get caught in this too, 
we're going back to the to the uh, maybe the ten and ten and three season with Dungey. We're even some people are talking about back in, in Donovan McNabb's era. Unfortunately, the overwhelming majority of time for the past this is not one or two down seasons. We've gone through basically decades of mediocre football, mediocre football. Yeah, that's so not acceptable. Talking, no, it's not acceptable. But I, you said they should start four and zero. What? Where do you? What? what I, yeah, they can start four and zero, but should start four and zero. They'd be lucky to be three and one as far. They'd be extremely lucky to be three one. Should start four and zero. What what makes Syracuse football in any better position to beat Rutgers than Rutgers to beat Syracuse and Ohio? Why why, why I, should we say we should we should be beating Ohio? Because we can beat Ohio, but you, yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying. They should they should be four and zero. This program should be four and zero when it gets to the conference. Not I'm not on, saying they based can. On what? Based, based on, on where the coach is right now and what he needs to do to save his job, they they should be. They have to be. I mean, I don't disagree that he's got to have a good season in order to save his job. I think that, I'm not I saying they will. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they should and they have to. Like that. Uh, let me ask. Let me ask. Let me ask you one question. Sure. Would you be surprised any more if they started the season one and three than they started the season three and one? Would you be any more surprised one I, way or the other? I wouldn't be surprised, but I would be highly disappointed. I'd be like a father disappointed in his son. You're better yeah, than I that. I agree with you. Uh, You're better yeah, than I, that. I, well, I certainly hope they are better than that, and I think we brought in some players that can certainly help this program. Um, hopefully, I mean, uh, DeVito takes a step forward. He's... I don't want to use the bust word. I think that's unfair to the kid. He's a hard worker, but I think to say he's underachieved is probably fair to this point. So I think it's going to be a huge year for him. They got some offensive line help. Listen, I want this program to knock the cover off the ball, but I think that sometimes we go into seasons and and it's like, well, we should do this, we should do that. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, but I'm at the point with Syracuse football – I wouldn't be surprised if they won two games or seven games. You just never know what to expect. You know, it's just like, and that's, to your point, they need to have um, some more longevity of success. But I, I just think we every game we win for the foreseeable future until this program can establish some regularity, I call a win. I don't care if it's Ohio. I don't care if it's Albany. I don't care if it's, I think Chris McManus used to say, roast beef state. I don't care who we beat. We need to put W's on the board and, and do it for a period of time. Then we can start talking about the shoulds as opposed to the cans. Just my opinion. Yeah, no, and you're 100% right. And that's the sad state of affairs right now. I think that this program should be at a point and be at it consistently where these first four games shouldn't be an issue. So, and Brendan, we appreciate the call. We we we're up against the clock, so we got to move on here. Is it fair to say this that when you say Syracuse football should start four and zero, you mean the As program, program. Yeah. Syracuse should, football should be able to start four and zero against this particular schedule? But you're not necessarily saying they are. that this particular team should start four and zero against this particular schedule. No. This, I am saying you're, you're this, saying Syracuse football as a program, generally speaking, should be able to beat Ohio Rutgers, Albany, Liberty. But yes. you're not you're not saying the 2021 Sadly, Orange no. should beat these four particular opponents. Sadly, no. But if we want to be where we want to be as a fan base, they they should. And yeah, they have I, to. I understand. And again, you're not wrong. I can't argue with that. But to say that this particular team should start 4-0, Vegas has the line and set at 3.5 for this, a reason. This, so they don't think they should be winning the first four games. This program and coaching staff doesn't have an option. Fair. That is right. That is right. And I'm rooting for them. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm the only one that's setting the bar higher than everybody. Like, 
the the fan like you have said the fan base is completely apathetic yes. to this whole situation. Yes. Have some pride in your football program. Let's go. All right, we do have to take a timeout. Uh, let's take a deep breath. We're going to talk. How some, about bacon? Well, I was going to say we're going to talk some bacon on the other side. Poor Indy here is falling asleep. Her she, dad's yelling out loud at people. She's going to perk up here uh, in a moment. We get some bacon in the studio. We're going to talk bacon fest on the other side. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.